Blog Talk Radio. This is your man, JT Live, right here on Right Top 5 Sports Talk Radio. We have some technical difficulties bringing in the show, but on today's show, hey, listen, let me go on and bring it. I'm so happy. I'm ecstatic to be back here in the build of 2015 Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Radio NFL preview show. Hey, listen, y'all know how we do it. We're back again. I got my boy Pete Coop. Of course, he's going to be bringing the noise today as well as all of our NFL news. I don't know if you all heard me because we were we had some little technical difficulties at first, but I want to talk about the Flake Gate. Tom Brady, man, we're going to get that in. We've got to talk about that. Also, Chip Kelly. Is Chip Kelly a racist? I'm hearing a lot of people talk about Chip Kelly, man. I don't know if we're going to talk about that. And in the NFL, now you got females bringing the noise, man. You know what? I'm going to drop some stats on you all today about women and the NFL, man. It's just going bananas right now. Also, We'll give our predictions for who will win each division. And, of course, we're going to talk Chicago Bears since we are in Chicago. I'm definitely going to talk Chicago Bears. Let me see if I got my man Pete Coop in the building. Ah, look like we lost him really quick. But, hey, listen, if you want to tune into the show, you can call us at 1-646-478-0385. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Hit us up on Twitter at Ranked Top 5 Sports. Sorry for the technical delay in the programming today, but hey, you know what? We're back in business, so we're trying to work out all the kinks. I just want to jump straight into this right now, and I want to talk about Deflate Gate, and I want to talk about Tom Brady and what's going on with that right now because, you know, we have so many people that have been, uh, you know, the one thing I will say about the NFL is that it finds a way to stay in the media. Whether it's good or bad, every single year we've had some. Last year was Ray Rice. Of course, we had a few years ago we had Michael Vick, and that was a big scandal. Now we got Tom Brady, and that's a huge scandal that's going on right now with the Flake Gate and the penalty balls, and you got owners fighting back and forth with the commissioner, Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell making decisions based on how he feels. There's so much stuff going on right now uh, with the NFL and how it remains relevant. I mean, it continues. No matter what, the NFL remains relevant, good or bad. Marketing, you cannot beat the NFL. So I want to talk about the Flay Gate and its impact. Now, Brady, if he cheated, he really should have got the suspensions, okay? Now, you know, when you get become an inside and you get so much information, you have so many different things that come out. And apparently so many different things have come out with emails that have gone back and forth. And, of course, Tom Brady apparently broke his cell phone. And when he broke his cell phone, you know, right before he went in with the commissioner, and apparently uh, Robert Kraft had accepted the punishment of the NFL and said, hey, listen, I'm going to take the beating. Beat me. I'm going to take the beating, and, and I'm going to roll with it just like that. And I thought that Tom Brady was going to go in and say, hey, you know, all right, here's my cell phone. Okay, he didn't have the cell phone. But if he didn't have the cell phone, he could at least, you know, admit to something. And I think if Tom Brady had admitted early on and said, hey, listen, you know what? I did some things that was a little crazy. 
uh, yeah, we deflated one or two footballs. It was wrong. At the very beginning, he wouldn't have had these issues. He would not have had these issues early on. So now, fast forward six months later. We got Tom Brady. We got deflate gate. We got court now. Tom Brady is even talking about going to court, which is crazy. It's crazy. He's going to take the NFL to court. Now the NFL is taking his beatings in court. But he wants to play these four games uh, at the start of the season. Now, you don't know how the court is going to rule. If the court decides to say, you know what, Tom Brady, hey, listen, you know, uh, he plays the first four games and he goes down towards the end of the season and then they have to go with Jimmy Garoppolo towards the end. You know what? That could be detrimental to your team in the playoffs. It could happen. But my thing is this. If he deflated footballs, he should be suspended. He should stay suspended. If Tom Brady knew this, he should take that punishment. I don't think it would have diminished his legacy had he just took the hit right now. But because of this controversy, people, that deflate gate is going to stain him a little bit. Although, don't get me wrong, right now I think Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL, bar none. I know Aaron Rodgers is a close second, but Tom Brady is right there right now. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, I have him as the number two quarterback of all time. Talking about my man, Joe Montana. Nobody's eclipsing Joe unless they win like seven, eight Super Bowls as a quarterback. But I got Tom Brady right there right now, and he still he, he has a chance if he continues to play at a high level to take over Joe, at least in my mindset. Tom Brady posture in there with the commissioner. I think he bossed up. I think he's an alpha male. We know Tom Brady's an alpha male. And you know the commissioner is an alpha male. And so you know without question he bossed up to him. Say, hey, where's the cell phone at, man? You know, we're going to take away two games. Where's the cell phone? Hey, man, I broke the cell phone. I don't have it anymore. What? You broke the cell phone? What are you talking about, man? How did you break the cell phone? That's the information that you needed. I just kind of reenacted what could have happened in there. He broke the cell phone. Oh, come on, man. Tom Brady, listen, we're going to give you two-game suspension at least. Man, I ain't taking two-game suspension. I don't, I don't want none of this. Well, guess what happened? Guess what? Commissioner said, listen, hey, man, you're going to take these four games, period. Now, get out of my office, Tom. And so, you know, when you look at this kind of situation, he postured up to the commissioner. He postured up. So he has to take that hit. And so, you know what? Hey. The flake gate is in the books right now. Robert Kraft came out. Of course, he spoke big time. You know, of course, what else is he going to do? We know the Patriots do have a history of cheating, though. Let's keep that real. They have a history of cheating. They've done some things under the table. I mean, we know they've done some work. But it wouldn't be successful if they hadn't put in some kind of work. But they have a, you know, the Patriots are, are that team. They kind of remind me of the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s. You know, they had issues, players with problems, things going on. Of course, they had Aaron Hernandez go to jail. There was all kind of stuff happening. Hey, listen, if you want to call into the show, we had 1-646-478-0385. Again, that's 1-646-478-0385. Hit us up on the show, man, if you want to get with us. And talk football. We're talking football today, baby. We get it in. I'm your host, JT Live, ranked top five sports Chicago 24-7. Hey, listen, I want to give a big shout-out to my Facebook group, man. Those guys, they get it in on there 24-7, man. I mean, I can't really uh, get it in on the sports. That's on Facebook. That's our Facebook group. Also, get into the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network right here on blogtalkradio.com. We had some technical difficulties that hit our show early on. Um, you know, when you work in the cyberspace, baby, that's what happens. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Chip Kelly. Now, you know, it's come out again, and, uh, you know, let's, let's just go back. Just recently, you know, they had a situation where they lost, I think, Boykin. Uh, they traded, he's a corner, they traded him to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He made some comments about Chip Kelly not being able to relate to players. And I want to say this. Now, I don't know. I don't know Chip Kelly. I don't know the situation. I'm not in the Eagles locker room. So I'm merely going to speculate right now. I'm going to speculate. I'm going to say this. Coaches are different on all different levels, okay? They have different personalities. They communicate with their players differently. Uh, you know, some guys are player coaches. Some guys are dictators. 
It just all depends. Some guys treat the stars great, the, the lots of great stars bad. You just don't know who you're going to come in contact with as far as sports is concerned. That being said, I don't know if Chip Kelly is a racist, but I think if he's not communicating with players and he's letting go key starting black players, that might be perceived as racist. It could be perceived that way. But let me say this. If I'm a CEO of a company and I take over a new company, let's say I take over a new company, and I go in there, I'm going to clean house. I'm going to clean house. I'm going to bring in my people, the people that I've been working with for years that have been successful and that can fit into my system. I'm going to bring them in. Anybody that's older or been there a long time, we know Deshaun Jackson was drafted by the Eagles. He was there. Shady McCoy was drafted by the Eagles. He was there. So guess what I'm going to do? Those guys are outspoken. They have a certain way of doing things. I'm a college coach coming in. Let's look at this now from Chip Kelly's perspective. I'm a college coach coming into the situation. So guess what I have to do? I got to make some changes. So I'm going to trade a star player here. Because maybe Shady is a little outspoken. You know, maybe that's, uh, maybe I don't want that on my team. Deshaun Jackson, we know, is flamboyant. He talks a lot, so maybe I don't, he's showboat, so maybe I don't want that on my team. So what happens in that situation? Guess what? I'm going to let you go. And it's perceived as Chip Kelly is getting rid of Jeremy Macklin, another one. He's gone. I don't know how outspoken Jeremy Macklin was. I don't know. I wasn't in Eagles locker room. Just speculating. So Chip wants players to fit his system. And I've heard people say, well, he's a controlling coach. Hello? NFL coaches are controlling. That's not a new concept. That's nothing new to that. NFL coaches, all NFL coaches are about control. They're control freaks. That's why they're there at 6 in the morning and they don't leave it to 3 in the morning. Come on, man. Let's be real. They got cots and beds and couches and stuff they sleep on at the office. They're controlling. That's not a new concept. But I don't know if the man is a racist. Now he's had black players on the team. Maybe he's just not that guy that communicates and that guy that's phony that, hey, you don't want up in your face. Hey, guy, how you doing? They cut you in the end. Do you really be shocked? I'm not mad because guess what? If the ship goes down for the Philadelphia Eagles, Chip Kelly's going to go down with that ship. So it's his players, his responsibility, his fault if the Eagles lose, period. I'm supposed to have my host, Pete Cooper, in the building with me today. He's not here. He had to take care of some family. I thought he would be on the line. That's what I thought when I tried to get him into the building, but he wasn't here. But, um, you know, I sometimes black players overreact. Sometimes we perceive, and I, I played football. I played on a college level. Some guys, sometimes we think coaches are being unfair when they really aren't being unfair. They just don't know. They're human beings, too. Sometimes they have to communicate. Maybe that's a learning curve that Chip Kelly has to go through. This is his first big dog and pony show in the NFL. So he's just not that guy yet. And maybe that's something he has to learn. It's a learning curve for us all. But to call a man a racist, I think, is a little, that's a little far-fetched. And a lot of players are backtracking. Of course you're a backtrack. Coaching is a small fraternity. So guys will start to say, hey, man, you calling me a racist? If I say something you don't like, you call me a racist too? I just don't know if Chip Kelly is that. I just don't know. Maybe he just doesn't know. Now, I will say this, though, and I'm going to move on. I will say this. He allowed Riley Cooper to stay on that squad. Now, I don't know. And there was some talk about he didn't want Deshaun Jackson on the team because of the company he kept and all that kind of stuff. But Riley Cooper, you know, when he used the N-word, he threw that around. He's going to whoop every in, you know, in in the building or whatever he did. You know, that kind of, uh, you, know, you have to kind of look at that. He's a guy that should have been cut. But I'll tell you this, Michael Vick saved him. Riley Cooper, that is. And I don't know if Riley Cooper said it out in public or whatever, but he needs to be thanking Michael Vick. Because Michael Vick could have just went silent. He could have went radio silent. He stepped up as a leader, as a man, with compassion and, and with true altruism, and he saved his guy. 
He saved him. He said, Ronnie's cool. He made a mistake. Now, that, I'm sure brothers in the locker room wasn't feeling that way. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Brothers in the locker room was not feeling that. You tuned in to the Rank Top Fast Sports Talk Network. I'm your host, your man, Jake T. Live. We're here in the building. We'll be here next Monday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be talking about women in the NFL, and I'm a co-lead. That leads into my next segment, talking about females in the NFL. But it's the Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network NFL Preview Show 2015. It's our first show of the year. I've been off the air for a while, but now we're back in business here as the football season starts to gear up. Uh, of course, we had some technical difficulties at the beginning of the show, but we're back. We're here now. If you want to call into the show, we're at one six four six four seven eight zero three five. Hit us up uh, if you want to get your voice heard on the Rank Top Five Sports Hotline. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Rank Top Five Sports. You can hashtag us hashtag RT Five Sports. Also, our Facebook page, Rank Top Five Sports Talk Network. Make sure you hit us up on there as well. Um, I want to talk about NFL. And women in the NFL, you know what? That's that's becoming a huge demographic. It's roughly 75% of the NFL uh, demographic. 75% of America watches football. Of that 75%, 55% of that is women who watch football. So it's no wonder Rod Goodell came out and, you know, slammed Ray Rice. I don't know if Ray Rice is ever going to get a job. I don't know if he's going to see the NFL again. <laughs> With those kind of numbers, and I'm, I'm going to give you a few numbers that I got from the Nielsen ratings, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, of course, the Arizona Cardinals. And big shots to Bruce Arians and the Arizona Cardinals. And yes, I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw out. I'm going to name drop right now. Bruce Arians was one of my coaches. He was he was the head coach when I was a player at Temple University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Big shots to Bruce Arians. Always an innovator, a guy that speaks his mind, take chances, love it. Brought on Jen Walters, Dr. Jen Walters. She's the first. NFL assistant coach. She's going to be coaching linebackers uh, in Arizona for the preseason, for what I hear, and, and hopefully she stays on. And I heard some guys talk about, well, women, how is she going to be able to relate to the guys who play football? Has she ever been in that situation? Let me just say this, guys. There's a lot of coaches that never played ball before. That's coaching. They never played football, not even in high school. She at least played football. She played professional football. She played indoor football league. She's been on the field. She's a doctor, so I know she's intelligent. She's going to be all right. This is not, guys, women watch football. 55, I just told you, 55% of the 75% of Americans that watch football, 55% is women. So you know. Uh, let's look at some numbers. The mo- they're the most important demographic in football right now. Companies, NFL, women in NFL companies, companies who invest in, NFL, in the NFL, help the NFL, I'm sorry, help the NFL generate $9.5 billion in revenue last year. $9.5 billion. This is companies, women and companies in, that invest in the NFL. So women are watching footballs. Look at the commercials that's coming on. It's a women that's watching. That's great for the NFL because we know women spend money. They spend it. You see it, guys. We go to the store. Everything for the women are cheap because they buy. We, on the other hand, now we buy a pair of underwear. We had that pair of underwear for 20 years. I still got drawers from five years ago. Socks. We still wear holy socks. Come on, man. I'm just saying. So congratulations, to uh, Dr. Dr. Jim Walters, the first NFL assistant coach. Bruce Aarons, big shout out to you at Arizona. Hope he has a very, very successful season out there in Arizona because we need more innovators. We need more people that are going to take chances. We need more people who are going to do great things with the NFL and make it, you know what, it's, it's no longer just a, just a guy's sport. That's not happening anymore. Those days are over with, gentlemen, where women go, hey, you know, go fix me a sandwich or something, bring me a beer, man, please. These women are watching the game. They know who's who. They know who's playing, where, what. They know everything. So we got to get it together, man. I'm just saying. I'm loving women in football. Now, just real quick, Sunday nights. On Sunday night, football ranks first amongst women between the ages of 18 and 49. 
18 and 49. Those are women that are watching football. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. So the NFL is being groundbreaking. We know right now that any type of domestic dispute that happens in the NFL regarding women, hey, you can forget about it. You can forget about it. You're going to be gone. Now, I will say that I am disappointed in the NFL with the Greg Hardy situation and the Dallas Cowboys. That's why I say Tom Brady, I talked about it earlier, he must have postured with the commissioner when he was in that meeting because his ruling stood, and he's just afraid of footballs. Le'Veon Bell smoked weed. He got off his suspension. He got his suspension reduced by two games. Greg Hardy had 10-game suspension. He got his sentence reduced to two games. But I will say this, NFL players out there, if you're involved in a domestic dispute, I just gave you the numbers of women who are watching football right now. And those women that are watching football right now make up 55% of the NFL viewership. You can't do nothing wrong. They're going to cut you. It's going to happen. We've seen it. We've seen it too many. You, we know, there are guys in the NFL that have killed other guys, still in the league. We know what the perception is. Ray Rice set the tone. Video is out here. TMZ is the number one destroyer now of people. Athletes, you can't do nothing. TMZ going to cut you. They'll get a hold of you. But you got to be smart now. It's, it's changing. The landscape has changed tremendously. People, you have to be tolerant of other types of people. You know, heard guys rip into Caitlyn Jillian. You can't do that today. I mean, you can rip them. Her. Whatever. But guess what's going to happen? There's repercussions, so you have to watch what you do in sports. Since it's so visible in our country, people are going to watch it. Whatever you do on the outside, people are going to, I mean, they're just going to catch it. But, hey, this is your man JT Live right here on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. You tuned in to the 2015 Ranked Top 5 Sports Chicago 24-7 NFL Preview Show. Again, big shout out to my Facebook group. I love those guys up in there. They take care of business. You want to follow us again, you can follow us on Twitter at Ranked Top 5 Sports. You can like our Facebook page, Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Hashtag us. Hashtag RT5 Sports. Now, I want to talk NFL. Of course, yes, I'm going to give my preview. And I'm talking to Bears first. And I got my whole list. I'm going to give for the different, you know, divisions. I'm going to talk about the NFC North, NFC East, and all, get my predictions on those, those teams and things like that. But, of course, I got to talk about the Chicago Bears first and foremost. And, and let me just say this. I wish the Wizard of Oz was true. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, people, JT was talking about Wizard of Oz. I wish it was true because in that way I could send Jake Cutler out to go get a heart. <laughs> I mean, I wish that, I wish there was a tornado could just whisk him away and take him over there to the wizard, and he could get a heart and come back and bring him back to Chicago. Because to me, it just seemed like Jay Cutler just doesn't care. It just seems like he doesn't. Ma- it doesn't matter to him whether the team wins or doesn't win. I just didn't see it. I saw it last year in one of those football games. I want to say it was the Dallas Cowboys football game, and, and towards the end, one of the, the – uh, Jimmy Clausen, I think, got hurt, and Jay Cutler had to come in. He didn't want no parts of that game. He didn't want no parts of it. But unfortunately, that's fiction because we can't send Jay off. He's a part of what we're here, what's going to happen here. We're going to have to endure his lethargic attitude. You know, this guy has all the talent in the world. He has all the tools. He can make the throws. He can make throws. He can fit those balls in. But his decision-making skills are horrible. They're horrible. He tosses check downs. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Last year, for these people, because there are a lot of Jay Cutler defenders. Jay Cutler last year in 2014 was responsible for 24 turnovers. 24 turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. I don't care who you are. I don't care what level of football you play on. 24 turnovers. I think at least seven of those resulted in scores. Now, I'm not going to throw it all on Jay because I've been accused of being a Jay Ripper and it's all Jay's fault. The offensive line was in shambles last season, okay? We had some injuries there. So, 
you know, okay, we'll, we'll give them a little break. Jordan Mills, you know, and Michael Ola, you know, they're various, we have various injuries and things like that going on. Bushrod was okay. He had knee injuries. So there were some injuries to that. Cal Long, of course, he's all pro. Cal Long has been the That was the, probably the best thing that happened with that old regime that was here, Mark Tressman and, and that whole crew. That was the best thing to happen. Cal Long came out of that draft. Alshon Jeffrey, I think, came out of that draft as well. That was the best thing to happen to the Chicago Bears. The best thing to happen. But now, of course, the Bears don't have Brandon Marshall. And, of course, Chicago Bear fans, in true fashion, rip Brandon Marshall. Oh, he was an attitude problem. Brandon Marshall had issues. Brandon Marshall was just, Come on, man, please. Brandon Marshall's the best receiver. If Jake Keller was the best quarterback, let's just put this out there. If Jake Keller's the best Chicago Bears quarterback, Brandon Marshall was definitely the best wide receiver in Chicago Bears history, period. I don't care what people say. He had injuries last year. He didn't produce. And people say, oh, he had a bad attitude, this, that, the other. You know what? I wasn't in the Bears' locker room, so I don't really know what Brandon Marshall was saying in the locker room. But I do know this, that the Chicago Bears and Brandon Marshall parted ways. And fans are saying, well, he shouldn't be off in New York doing shows on his off, on his off day. What the hell you doing on your off day? You're not going to work. If you do what I want to do on my off day. It's just my it's my off day, people. So you're gonna rip into Brandon Marshall. Oh, here's the problem. I will say this: Brandon Marshall was almost a model citizen when he was here in Chicago. What he did for the mental health. I mean, come on. He didn't have any issues that I saw. I just didn't see it. Now, Matt Forte. He's not gonna. Get, he's not gonna be that that dual threat weapon this year. So Chicago Bears fans, you can forget about that. People say, "Oh, Forte, Forte, he's the best. Forte, Matt Forte should be in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, he should get considered. Matt Forte is not getting Hall of Fame consideration because the Bears haven't. They've underachieved. Chicago Bears fans are delusional. Just gotta put it out there. They're delusional. Matt Forte is gonna get a chance to rush the football though. He's gonna get a chance to run it because we know John Fox. Likes to run the football. Martellus Bennett is back. Eddie Royal is back with Jay Cutler. Hey, you know, Eddie Royal, of course. And then you got Kevin White, who's the new draft pick. Get in camp, man. He's hurt. You know, I guess they're keeping him out. You know, it's, he's he's a prima donna right now, Kevin White. And I wanted him. I wanted the Bears to get him. But he's wrong. He's wrong. But Chicago Bears are going to have to throw the football in the NFC North because you got problems in the NFC North. You got problems. They're gonna have to throw because it, will the Bears' defense be effective enough? They moved to a three-four system. Chicago Bears fans, you guys complained about Lovey Smith cover two. Again, let me explain to Chicago Bears fans: there isn't a defense that's called cover two. Cover two is a part of the defensive scheme that they run in the secondary. You can run cover one, which is man-to-man. You can run cover zero. You can run cover six, cover four, cover cover 25. Our defensive scheme was a 4-3. Four down linemen, three linebackers. Excuse me, people. Cover two, everything. I don't care if you run a 3-4. Teams run a cover two. We didn't have a quality defensive tackle in order to run a cover a 3-4 defense. So now we do. And I think Jay Ratliff, that's what he ran when he was in Dallas. He'd be able to, to do well in that. Eagle Ferguson, uh, I had I a chance to meet Eagle Ferguson this summer. Seems a little light in the butt to me to be a nose tackle in that 3-4. So we're going to see if he can do that. I've heard so far in camp he's been starting on that D-line. So we'll see what happens. Of course, they brought over Pernell McPhee from Baltimore Ravens. He was pretty much a part-time player there. He's going to have to be full-time here. He played well behind Terrell Suggs, but, I mean, hey, it's easy to play well behind Terrell Suggs because he's bringing the heat. And Elvis Dumerville, they bring the heat. But now McPhee is going to be that guy. And can he sustain for a 16-game season? Can he do that? So I just want Bear fans to just be a little bit realistic when we talk about uh, 
Chicago Bears, and I've been ripped. Last year, I'll just give my prediction. I'm going to give my prediction because I'm going to go through the NFC North. And I'll probably only get a chance to go through the NFC North and maybe the NFC South today. And we'll go in tomorrow on, on some other ones. But I picked the Bears last year. Tony went three games. They won five. So they exceeded my expectations. People thought I was crazy at the beginning of the season. But you have to look at what they were bringing back and who was in the Bears system. I don't know. This defense now, Jared Allen is coming back. Lamar Houston's, of course, we know he had ACL injury. Uh, Willie Young had an injury with his Achilles. You know, he had nine sacks last year. That was a bright spot. Jared Allen's 33 years old. He's done to me. He's fired. Jared Allen's best days are in Minnesota. Not right here in Chicago. I mean, come on, man. And I think if Willie Young was healthy, we wouldn't even be seeing Jared Allen right now. It just wouldn't happen. So I, I don't know. In the secondary, the Bears are looking to yeah, – the quarterback's not that bad. Tim Jennings, has been, he's, a, he's probably the eldest statesman Bear right now. He's been with the Bears since 2010. Turns 32 in December. He can cover. The rookie, Kyle Fuller, I was hard on him last year. I was extremely hard on him. And maybe that was a little unfair because he did have some injuries last year. And for the life of me, why would they put this young boy on all the top-notch receivers? He's trying to guard Kevin, uh, uh, Calvin Johnson and Jordy Nelson. You're crazy. And you killed this guy. And they did. For the life of me, the Bears have not drafted a safety. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But it's major liability. Well, they did draft a safety. But, I mean, come on. He was, he was like fifth round. You're not taking that position seriously. Antrell Rowe, Brock, Brock Vereen, they're slated to start right now. I don't know if that's going to, you know, pan out. Answer a role, I mean, come on. His best days are in Miami. <laughs> University of Miami. Oh, no, that's, that's a cheap shot. No, Answer a role is a beast for the New York Giants. One of my favorite players. Guy hit, could cover the whole nine yards. He's 33, though. And we, last year, if you watched him play for the Giants in 2014, he was getting torched. Now, I don't know if that was just, you know, uh, just issues going on down there and, and over there in New York. You know, New York Giants are funny. One year they win the Super Bowl, and then they go two years down, and they win it again. I don't know. Secondary is going to need work for the Chicago Bears. It's no question. No question he's going to need work. Also, a linebacker. Lance Briggs is gone. He's, he's finally gone. He's eating ribs. He's chilling. San Francisco, wherever he's doing, I don't care. John Bostic, I was high on him coming out of Florida. He can't cover the pass. So we don't know the middle linebacker. I, I, Bears just don't know. So, I mean, here's my prediction for the Chicago Bears, and I'm going to give my prediction for the NFC North. Let me just talk about uh, Green Bay is going to win the NFC North, hands down. And as a Chicago fan, I guess I'm not supposed to think that way. Oh, you're supposed to not be Green Bay oriented. JT, you crazy. You want the Green Bay Packers to win? You, 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 I don't want them to win. they got to win. They have 11 starters, 11 starters returning on offense. Hello? Remember, they were a Russell Wilson, a couple of Russell Wilson plays away from going to the Super Bowl. There is no way in the world that the Green Bay Packers, unless they throw Aaron Rodgers out of Lambeau Field, that the Green Bay Packers are not going to win the NFC North. It's just too many weapons there. It's too many weapons. And people, oh, they agree. Well, Aaron Rodgers is the second-best quarterback in the NFL to me. To some people, he's number one. To some people, he's number one. And I can't argue with Aaron Rodgers because he can make all the guys. So I love it. He's arrogant. He does that little discount, double-check garbage. It pisses me off as a Bear fan, especially when he's doing it against the Bears. But it's no way that Aaron Rodgers is going to lose in that division. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I, I think they will be the top team. Detroit, this could be my number two team. Of course, they had the second-best defense, I think, in the NFL last year. Second-best defense in the NFL. They put up some points, and if they finally play four quarters of football, they can put that together. The Detroit Lions can be a beast. I mean, a lion is a beast, I'm just saying. They could really be a real lion. Shout out to Cecil, man. Cecil the Lion. He did him wrong out there. Just saying. Detroit, 
can do a whole lot of damage in that league. Calvin Johnson, of course, they have Tate. Uh, Matthew Stafford is back. You know, I, I, I want to say Matthew Stafford is a step above Jay Cutler, just a step above Jay Cutler in Detroit. You know, I, I, I just a step, okay? But I see Detroit being the second team in that division. Minnesota Vikings, <clears throat> let me tell you something. This team with Adrian Peterson back, I don't see – I think he's going to run with a vengeance if he doesn't get injured. You know, AP has these missions that he goes on, and he's going to run rampant over everybody. Of course, he got his contract guaranteed now in Minnesota, and he says he's going to run everybody over. He set his goal, I think, at 2,500 yards for the season. That's a lot of yards. Can he achieve that? I don't know, but the Vikings were 7-9 last year, and I didn't think they were going to be that good. But they got Mike Wallace. They got Terrence Newman. They got Taylor Mays at safety. They got some players. They got Trey Waynes at corner that they just drafted out of Michigan State. They have some guys. Now, you know, how will Teddy Bridgewater, will he, do, will he be able to produce this year? Because last year he had some growing pains, but he did pretty good. I thought he was serviceable. I thought the Bears should have drafted him. I really thought that they should have picked up Teddy Bridgewater and primed him for Jay Cutler instead of giving Jay Cutler big money, you know, thinking Jay was going to walk if they had the franchise. And please, if he did walk, so what? I digress. I went back to the Bears. Sorry. But Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is, 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 is a serviceable quarterback right now. I think their defense is going to improve. We'll see how it fits in for the Minnesota Vikings. But right now, I have them as the third best team in the NFC North. I just don't think AP is going to be able to carry him, barring if he can stay healthy. He needs to stay healthy. Because if AP can't stay healthy, you know what? It's just going to be a tough year for Minnesota. But, hey, Bridgewater and Peterson in the backfield might be a nice combination. Might be a nice, it might be a nice combination. Hopefully, AP got it together. We know what happened with him, and spanking his child, and you know, that, you know, that's all subjective to what you believe as a person. I, I can't get caught up in that because, you know, it's different for different people. It's different from different people. So you, you do whatever you, you know, feel that's necessary. As long as you're not abusing your child, people discipline their kids in different ways, and people are old school. But people are old school, man. I know if I was, if they would took me and put me out there, it would have been beaten. I mean, they would have been able to say, hey, JT, you know, I could have could have got abused. But, hey, listen, this is the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. I'm your man, JT Live. You tuned in to, to the 2015 Ranked Top 5 Sports Chicago 24-7 NFL preview show. You can follow us on Twitter at Ranked Top 5 Sports. Like our Facebook page, Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Hashtag us, RP5 Sports. Um, We'll be back here on uh, Monday as well. We're going to be talking about women in the NFL, speaking of which when we talked about Dr. Jim Walton uh, with the the new assistant coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Shout out to Bruce Arians out there as well. (sighs) Finish up the NFC North. Of course, Chicago Bears are last. And I'm going to tell you right now, for you Bear fans, because they're going to be hitting me up. I know you guys are going to do it. I have the Bears finishing right now two, two and four, (laughs) <laughs> I already see them winning two games this year. I'm sorry. Two games. I can't see any more. I can't see any less. I think at the most they might win four. Chicago Bears are just not that good right now. They're not that good. Chicago Bears have a lot to be desired. They have a lot to be desired right now. John Fox is a new coach. You know, John Fox had Peyton Manning with him. So, I mean, come on. It's not hard to coach Peyton Manning. He's a coach, coach by himself. It's not very hard. But I just don't see the Bears really producing. So, Bears fans, if you get upset, oh, well, so be it. That's on you. Real quick, I'm going to go to the NFC East. Ha-ha. Ah, I like this division. Because these people, I'm telling you, these division, the NFC division is a very heated rivalry because, you know, you got the Washington Redskins, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, 
and, and let me say this, Cowboy fans, don't get so full of yourself. God, Cowboys had one good year since 1995. <laughs> Excuse me, when they won their last Super Bowl. Don't get so full of yourself. It's one year. And you let go of your best, one of your best offensive weapons. Of course you have Dez Bryant. Don't get me wrong, Dez is a beast. I like Dez Bryant. And also, okay, for those football people out there that don't understand football, just a little bit, let me give you a little note. You watch ESPN, you watch all these things. Let me just say this. Let me just put it out here like this. Fights happen in football camp, people. I'm hearing critics rip this guy apart. Oh, Dez Bryant should be doing it. He should be a leader. If you're not fighting in camp, then you're not mad or trying to get better. You are not trying to get better, period. He's fighting with a defensive back. That happens all the time between receivers and defensive back, especially when the defensive back punches him in the mouth. I'd be mad if I was a receiver, too. Dez is an alpha male. As a matter of fact, people, let me say it to everybody. Mostly all the football players that play on the NFL team is an alpha male, has been an alpha male at some point. So they fight in camps. So get that out your mind. Please lose that philosophy. Oh, Dad should be a leader. He shouldn't be fighting. Then get out of here with that. I was out. I, let me just put this to you. I was watching my sons practice football yesterday. And they were getting into little scuffles. It's sort of about kids that are 9, 10 years old after the whistle. It's an aggressive game. So get it real, man. That being said, I'm going to give my predictions for the NFC East. I got the Dallas Cowboys. Although, I don't want people, these Dallas fans, they get out of control. They really do. Those the Cowboys are American. Cowboys not America's team. They ain't my team. I did used to like, you know, Dorsett and those guys back in the day. Drew Pearson, my favorite receiver. I'm 88, baby. But let's just be real. They're not American team. They haven't been American team in years. Tony Romo's been in two playoffs in about 13 years since he's been there. They're just now starting to live up. Offensive line is the best thing for the Dallas Cowboys right now. They have a great line. So no matter who you put back there, they should be able to run for 1,000 yards. I got Dallas winning. I got the New York Giants coming back. And I'm going to tell you this. I, Tom Coughlin finds a way to do it. He has those down years, and then boom, the Giants, they make that run of playoffs, and then they win the Super Bowl. Any team that got Odell Beckham on their team and with Victor Cruz coming back, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, I know he blew his finger off. I just don't understand these guys, man. This guy's a millionaire. You out here playing with fireworks. That's why they got professionals, man. Hello? Professional people who actually do fireworks. Come on, man. You got to be blew his finger off. Now you don't even want to talk to the Giants. Well, of course he doesn't want to talk to James. Man, Bush play defense. He got to be able to do something with those hands. I mean, Ronnie Lott played safety with one finger or something. He lost finger. I, I guess he could do it. That's to figure it out. But I think the Giants are going to win. And I'm hearing kids now saying, hey, I Odell beckoned you. You know, when they catch a football, I, I beckoned you. Hey, I Odelled you. Ah, kids just come on really quick. My third team, for my Eagles fans, I know I got a lot of Eagles fans out there in Philadelphia. Big shout out to my second hometown, Philadelphia. But we, Chip Kelly making all those decisions, man, I just don't see it happening. You lose Shady, you lose Macklin, you lose Boykin, and there's a slew of other players that the Eagles have let go. I just don't see it right now. I think Chip is going to go down with his ship. If Chip doesn't produce this year, and if you've ever been in the city of Philadelphia, and you know those sports fans, I thought Chicago was rough, but those Philadelphia fans, they Broad Street bully tough. I'm going to put it out there. They let you have it to the extreme. And the Washington Redskins, please, they're going to finish last in the NFC East. RG3, I'm hoping, low-key hoping, that RG3 has a great year. Because I'm hearing these people write him off. And, of course, you all heard uh, coaches talking about, oh, he's never going to recover. First of all, anonymous sources, I hate anonymous sources especially when they're coming from coaches. I don't want to hear what you have to say anonymously. If you're a man, man up and say it. Hey, RG3 is not going to be that good. At least I can give that to the coach that was coaching with the Bears 
uh, last year, Cromer, who said Jay Cutler just was garbage. I give him credit for standing up and saying it at least. Well, somebody overheard him. I don't know how he got out. RG3, I hope he comes back. I hope he has a successful year. I really do. I want to see him do well. But he has to humble himself a little bit. RG, take a step back, man. You can listen to people, bruh. I hope you listen to this because I think McNair tried to tell you, Donovan McNair tried to warn you about Mike Shanahan. You ain't want to listen. So you got to, you know, you got to kind of take heed of some things. Let me move on to this NMC South real quick. Of course, I got the Carolina Panthers winning it, period. Defense, Luke Kickley is the best linebacker, best linebacker in the NFL right now. Cam Newton, we're going to see what he's going to do. He has Calvin Benjamin as a weapon. I really want to see what Cam is going to do. Is he going to earn that paycheck that he just got? Can Cam do it? I mean, he should be able to do something. The damn shoes cost they cost a lot of money. If you go in the store, man, Cam Newton shoes. My son wasn't Cam Newton shoes. Man, you must be crazy. $129, you only going to wear these shoes for a couple months? Nah, bro. You wear size 5, I have to buy you size 7. You have to wear it for a couple of years in order for me to do some stuff with you. That's just not how we're going to roll this time. That's not how it roll, man. So, you know, hopefully Cam Newton can do some, do some damage. Uh, New Orleans Saints, I think Drew Brees is going to have an excellent year. I think this is going to be it, – it, it's coming down to the, that time. I always like Drew Brees when he was at Purdue. I thought he was a winner. <clears throat> when he was at San Diego, he was a winner there until he got injured. He went on to New Orleans, did some great work in New Orleans. I love it, uh, how Drew is leadership. He do, does a lot in the community. And I think he's going to bring back the New Orleans Saints under Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton has a lot to prove as well. You know, it was a reason – while the coach had to sit down for that bounty gate, you know, you, you have to sit down. You have to sit down. And that hurts your team. You know, people, that was really the effect of, 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 of the penalty that they got. You know, you got a penalty. You know what? Guess what's going to happen? You got to sit down. You got to pay a price. So the Saints had a down year. I know a lot of people going to say this is a homer pick because I'm – this was my guy when he was here. Although I ripped him apart for his offensive inabilities, but I got to go with Lovey Smith. I got to say Tampa Bay is going to do some damage. I think they're going to finish third at least with Jameis Winston at quarterback. He does have some receivers in Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans, so he does have some people to throw to. Lovey Smith's going to have a good defense. You could bet, you could put money on the fact that he's going to have defense. There's no question. Those people, oh, love you, don't know. He, at least he had defense. At least he's with the Bears. We wasn't getting ran over. He was the Cuddle Bears. After love, he left. Guys out there getting ran over like, like a, a squirrel on the side of the road. I'm just saying, Tampa Bay is going to do well. I think James Winston is going to do well. He's going to have a lot of turnovers. That's just him. But a lot of people didn't, re don't really, didn't really know that James Winston was all academic, first team all academic in the ACC. All academic team. Hello? Those people don't know what academic means out there. And I'm not saying people do academics. That means book smarts. That means schoolwork. And I'm not talking about lolly-dolly classes. And yeah, no, This guy was doing the, putting in the work in the classroom. Very intelligent quarterback. That's never... You know, people like look at him. Oh, he's a big goofy. Didn't make sense. No, this boy is smart, and he studies the game, and he does have some leadership capabilities. We'll see what he'll be able to do in the NFL. He's going to take some hits, but I think James is a winner. I, that's just what I truly believe. He's gotten over some of his off the field issues. Hopefully, he doesn't have those problems in the future. I just hope not, because he's going to be under the microscope. And the team that's going to finish last Atlanta Falcons. I don't care what nobody say. Falcons finishing last. They finishing last. A lot of Falcons ain't done nothing, man. They ain't going to do nothing either. They got rid of the coach they had for 100 years. Now, their defense might improve. Their defense might improve. But outside of that, man, I just don't see I like Julio Jones, great receiver, nice. But if they can't run the football, they need to be able to run the football with the combination of pass. They cannot do uh, – one without the other. That's just not an Atlanta Falcons game. It's just not happening. 
Hey, listen, this is your man, JT Live, right here on Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Your source for social media sports. You're tuned in to the Rank Top 5 Sports Chicago 24-7 NFL Preview Show. Big shout out to my people out there, man. I see that some of you all are listening. The phone lines are lit up. I really can't get to any phone calls to put you through. Because phone calls are, are little, so I wouldn't even have enough time to take everybody. But I thank everybody for listening in to the show. We have some technical difficulties, but we got those straight at the beginning. Uh, big shout out to my man, GEB. Hey, man. Hey, this guy knows sports. Shottown. I always like to say this about Chicago, and that's what we broadcast live out of. Shottown makes the world take. Big shout out to GEB from the Ranked Top 5 Sports Chicago 24 7 group. My man, Galano Davis. Big shout out to him as well. Of course, big shout out to Cash Crenshaw, Takes Care of Business, Wayne Giddens, all those people, man, uh, Jesse, all those great people that's in the group that I love having conversations with, uh, talking about sports. I just love it. So big shout out to you guys out there that, uh, that, make, this, that make this social media sports thing run and uh, for everybody. Follow our show. You can follow us on our show page. If you want to get updates, just give you email, and we get updates on when our show will be broadcasting. Also, um, you know, like us, man. Send our, you know, share it, download it, share it with other people. We got, hey, this football season, we're kicking up in full gear. It's full gear right now. It's nonstop football, baby. I'm JT here, JT every week. My man, Pete Coop, I don't know what happened to him. Actually, I do. He had to take care of some other business today. But uh, he will be back with us on next week. Um, oh, another big shout-out. Big shout-out to my man, Shannon. Shannon. Come on, Shannon Washington, man. Big up. He's been a fan of RT5 Sports. Used to be on our podcast. Brandon B. All those people, man, they've been a part of our podcast for the longest. Now, I want to go to the NFC West and get my prediction. And then, you know what, I'll probably come back on Wednesday because I want to finish up the AFC East and we have some other topics that we want to get to. So let me get to the NFC East, I mean, NFC West. And I have to say this. I'm partial to Russell Wilson. I'm a Russell Wilson fan. And I like to tell people because people say Russell Wilson's not worth the money. It's because of his defense. He got beast mode. And so Russell Wilson, you know, he, he's just a part. He's a product of the team. Well, hello, every quarterback is a product of their team. If Peyton Manning didn't have Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison or Edgerrin James, he would have been half the quarterback. Hello? It's just how it happens. He's a product of his defense. <laughs> okay, and? There have been teams that have won Super Bowls without great defenses. Green Bay Packers, 2010, 11, whatever that Super was, I think it was 2011 Super Bowl. They wanted their defense like last in the NFL. You don't have to have a dominant, well, the only reason he wins it. You know what? When I watched that Green Bay game, I saw Russell Wilson look like an all-pro elite quarterback to me in that second quarter, second half. And I saw people with dogs, oh, he's not, see what I told you, you can't do it. He's a dual-threat quarterback. He's not asked to throw a thousand times like Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. He's not asked to do that. He's asked to fit within the offense. Yes, he has beast mode. And in our group, I'm going to put this out there because they were ripping Russell Wilson about his cash. And they were saying, well, Russell, you know, uh, he's not a number one or number two threat on the Seattle Seahawks. Are you crazy, man? I'm just calling you out. Are you crazy? There's no way in the world a quarterback on any team is not going to be a threat. It all starts with the center quarterback exchange, period. Russell Wilson, of course, is going to be a threat. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I would have headaches trying to plan for this dude. I know Beastmo is going to run the ball. All we have to do is block and tackle him. I mean, you, I won't say block, but tackle him. Wrap him up. Pursue. Get to the ball. Russell Wilson, I don't know if he's going to run a pass. And that's a headache to me. If I was on defense or if I was a defensive coordinator, if I was on defense, it'd be a headache. Nobody wants to deal with a Michael Vick type that can throw and, and, and run the football. Got rushed for almost 900 yards, threw for over 3,000 yards. His turnover interception ratio is very low. Unlike some quarterback we know named Jay Cutler, who's the highest-paid quarterback. Come on, man. Pay the man. He got paid. Shout out to Future. Keep your mouth closed, man. Man, make it cash. Big bank, take little bank. And, you know, his bank, car shorts. <laughs> That's shout out to Sierra, too. 
But I got the Seattle Seahawks winning it. Two teams, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are going to be good. Shout out to my man, Bruce Arians, my old head ball coach. I got to give him credit. I think he's done a lot of great things in Arizona. The guy's a winner. He's outspoken. Kangos. He's been wearing people. They you know he's been wearing those Kangos. He's been wearing hats for years. That's just Bruce. He's been wearing hats for years. But I think he's going to do well in Arizona. He can get his quarterback situation in order. I'm just not sold on Carson Palmer. He's had too many injuries. And whenever you had those injuries, it's going to be a problem for your squad. Won't be able to maintain. But Bruce can make chicken salad out of chicken. <clears throat> just saying. He can put it together. Guys won Super Bowls in Pittsburgh as an assistant coach, offensive coordinator. He's, a, he's done just about everything. He's had it. So I got the Cardinals being up, going number two in that division, the NFC West. St. Louis Rams. Hey, man. Rams got great defense. Jeff Fisher, you know what? Just a matter of time before the Rams get to overtake that division. But I like what they've done. They got Nick Farley on defensive line. They got some players there. They got a running game. You know, they're going to be able to do some work. They got Nick Foles, at quarterback. I believe that the St. Louis, uh, Louis Rams are going to be a formidable opponent in that NFC West. They were last year. They were last year. But, you know, they just didn't. You know, when you got Seattle and Arizona, and at that time it was San Francisco, and, of course, you know right now San Francisco is not winning that division. I love Colin Kaepernick, but, nah, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening right now. I don't see them winning that division. I don't see them taking it to the next level. I just can't see them doing that. It won't happen. It just will not happen. They had too many changes. Jim Harbaugh's going. He was a huge reason, huge reason why they won. Huge reason. So you know what? Looking at this NFL, see, I just gave you the NFC, uh, the NFC's division, my divisional picks. We we'll come back on Wednesday at 12 o'clock same time, and we're going to get this in. And, uh, man, I thank you all for listening to the show today. Man, we, we time has gotten by us. Um, I'm your host again, JT Lab. I thank you all for listening to the show. If you want to become a part of our group, our Facebook group, we only select the smart people, man. We don't we don't like all the people coming in. We don't do all that cursing, all that foolishness, you know, all the booty pics and stuff. I mean, I like getting the booty pic every night, but come on, man, it ain't got to be that extreme. Uh, but... Come on in and ask to join our group. If you know somebody, you know, make sure that they send me a message and I'll allow you into the group because I just don't let anybody into the group. Follow our Facebook page, Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports, and you can hashtag us, hashtag RT5 Sports. Make sure you get with us, man. Make sure you check us out this Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Do your lunchtime, man. Get it in. Talk, you know, chill some time. You chill an hour with JT. It's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that killing the hour with JT, man. Hey, listen, I enjoyed you all. And, uh, man, hit me up on the Facebook page. You got some questions you want to ask some questions. You know, I try to drop a couple of nuggets on you to get my opinion. It's just, again, people, it's my opinion. That's how I feel about it. You ain't got to agree with me. Most people don't agree with me. They rip JT apart. I get ripped, which I enjoy that. That means you're listening. But, hey, listen, you guys have a wonderful day out there. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. I always leave my show with this no drinking and driving. Those mothers against drunk driving to be on your case. And you guys have a wonderful day. J20. Bring top five. Blog Talk Sports Radio. Yes, Rank Top 5 Blog Talk Sports Radio. 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 Like J20 say, you don't want to miss the show. Baseball, you know the drill.
but when it comes to sports, top five is the real deal. Free throws, jump shots, touchdowns, pump blocks, home runs, triple plays. He gon' blog it a different way. He got the internet locked down when it comes to sports in different cities, different states, different countries, all sorts. One and J20 is the perfect combination. When it comes to talking sports, first in the nation. Real stats, real facts, never dealing fiction. Listen to the show once and you'll get a thing. I mean, fan base that follow him, so drop down and pay homage. Bow down to the king of sports radio, Jeff Thomas, South Bird, South North, East Side, in the West. Just lost to www.j20 is the best. From sideline to sideline, up and down the court. From Chicago to Philly to Boston, New York, West Coast, down south. We gon' say it out loud. Rank top five radio. It's time to shut them down. You can log on to call in, walk up or crawl in. But whatever you do, just be ready to get your ball in. A hundred dollars strong, still blogging with them. Joseph, stay in tune with the best sports radio show. Rank top five blog talk sports radio. 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 Rank top five blog talk sports radio.